Who are some potential options for the Denver Broncos as their next offensive coordinator? Could there be a reunion between a well-loved, long-respected Broncos coach? You'll get that and much more in today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Just want to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day, every single day, free and available everywhere. You get your podcast in audio format or whether you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor, hit the subscribe or that follow button down below so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news content coverage every single day, all year long, because for the true fan, there is never an off-season. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter from Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. The Broncos offensive coordinator gig will be especially important for Sean Payton to fulfill where they know who the offensive line coach will be, but there are a wide list of candidates that Payton could be looking at. And on top of that, we also have some Broncos assistant coaching news from some members of the staff last year under Nathaniel Hackett. That's right. We do, Cody. I think one of the most maybe prominent names on the Broncos offensive staff the last handful of years and how many different head coaches, right? Wide receivers coach Zach Azani. And I feel like, Cody, Zach Azani, he's an interesting character in this Denver Broncos story the last handful of years, right? I mean, he's been I feel like he's had a bit more pull in terms of the roster and like kind of back end players like we know Brandon Johnson his story from this past season going undrafted being one of the guys with the lowest signing bonus well his story goes all the way back to Tennessee in like 2015 or 16 when Sure enough, Zach Azani recruited him there. And how many stories have we heard about Zach Azani once recruited this guy when he was at Tennessee or Central Michigan <laughs> wherever? So Zach Azani, he's been around for a while, and he's been somebody that's been connected to a number of Broncos players at the receiver position. But now he may be going to the AFC East, right? The Buffalo Bills interested potentially, maybe another AFC East team interested in him. But it would certainly be, I guess you could call it the end of an era if Zach Azani does move on from the Denver Broncos this offseason. You know, for Azani, he did interview with the Buffalo Bills for their vacant wide receiver job at this point. You know, a dynamic being able to go work with guys like Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. I mean, that, that definitely probably has some appeal to a guy like Azani. But also, he's in line for the New York Jets wide receiver job where his good buddy, former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett, is the offensive coordinator. This is interesting because Azani has made it through various coaching staffs here in Denver, and he's also still in play to potentially return to the Broncos. But Sarah, I think the fact that he's interviewing for some other jobs around the league kind of puts the writing on the wall that, hey, the Zach Azani era in Denver might be coming to an end here. It might be, Cody. And as, you know, Gary Kubiak used to say, we're fixing to find out, right? And speaking of <laughs> Gary Kubiak, I believe Clint Kubiak is joining that staff with the Houston Texans, uh, right? With D'Amico yep. Ryans as, you know, and, and that's a great staff being assembled there as well. So a lot of Broncos assistants kind of moving on, it feels like behind the scenes, right? We, we don't get a lot of the, uh, the, hype or I guess publicity for a lot of these moves, but 
man, you, you start to see like Sean Payton, okay, he must have a big plan in the works because as of right now, it doesn't seem like he's keeping many, if any, Broncos assistance from the last handful of years, regardless of position, like running backs coach Tyrone Wheatley. He took a, a job at the coaching ranks, a head coaching position at the coaching rank or college ranks, excuse me. Clint Kubiak, gone. Zach Azani, interviewing elsewhere. Jake Moreland, gone. You know, I mean, offensive line coach, you know, both of them, Ben Steele, Butch Berry, they're both gone. So, I mean, and obviously Zach Streif is now in place in that spot. So, offensive assistance moving moving around offensive coordinator the like where's Justin Outen gonna land obviously he didn't get the Baltimore Ravens gig Cody as the Ravens they hired uh Todd Munkin from the, from the Georgia program as we're recording this basically so I, it'll be fascinating to see what happens with some of these other assistants but there's certainly been a lot of movement happening behind the scenes that indicates okay Sean Payton has a plan it seems to be slow developing but it might very soon come into focus. Yeah, you know, you said slow to hire, fast to fire. On top of that, offensive quality control coach Ramon Chinyoung, who is fantastic. He actually listens to the podcast, by the way. I don't know if you knew that, but shout out to That's Coach awesome. Chinyoung. He's he's a fantastic coach, well-loved by players. He's taken on the Dallas Cowboys assistant offensive line job there, so that's going to be a great gig for him and his family. He's well-regarded around the NFL, so congratulations to uh, Coach Chinyoung for that, and thank you for all the Support as well. Like I'd see him passing by practice, and he would say, "Ah, oh, I listened to your episode yet, you know, today." So I was like, "That was always a cool thing to to be able to hear that some coaches will actually listen to this show that have interest in what." you and I potentially have to say that's a pretty cool thing there. On top of that, too, as Jiro Everett continues to poach from the Broncos coaching tree, Dom Capers is going over there as the senior defensive assistant, kind of just like he served in Denver this past year. So they're assembling a great staff over there under you know Frank Reich, not to mention Jim Caldwell is going to be a senior offensive assistant who interviewed for the Broncos head coaching job. So, I mean, a, a lot of uh, you know other teams taking uh, you know their, their hand and trying to get different coaches that had some experience here in Denver I know last year didn't go great from the onset of a 5-12 and record, but there were some pretty good coaches on this coaching staff and unfortunately just didn't formulate in Denver. So we all wish them the best in their future endeavors here. But who could be some potential offensive coordinator names for the Denver Broncos under Sean Payton going into 2023? We take a look at some names. You'll get that on today's episode of the show. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Ultimate Football GM. And if you've ever dreamed about being a general manager controlling every aspect of a football franchise. Now you have the opportunity to do that all from the palm of your hand with your smartphone here today. With Ultimate Football GM, you'll be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, and navigating your season through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of a season. You get all of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and it's playable offline. You can play on the go as you want and when you want. And we've created Lockdown Leagues just for you to compete in against other Lockdown fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate Lockdown Football GM? Choose the Lockdown League in the app to join. Can you create a football dynasty? Lockdown Broncos listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKDOWN in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today.
Who will be the next Denver Broncos offensive coordinator under Sean Payton, guided with the task of helping Russell Wilson and the offense perform at a higher level than they did in 2022? Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in, making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Sarah and I, we appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us on your favorite audio podcasting platform or whether you watch on YouTube. It means the world. Make sure you interact with other members of Broncos country in the YouTube comment section down below. And if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, you can always tweet us on Twitter at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked On Broncos. Sarah, I mean, as we're going through this whole entire process of, okay, the Broncos are taking forever to hire a head coach. Obviously, they go and they get Sean Payton. It's the right move. Everybody's okay with the patient approach. And we know that Sean Payton has said that he is slow to hire, but he's also quick to fire. To the point where I'm wondering, who could be the next potential offensive coordinator for the Broncos under Peyton. And as we talked about last week, Ronald Curry, who, you know, used to play football for the Oakland Raiders back in the day. He is a potential option for the Broncos, but there are some other interesting names here that we should talk about. And I want to highlight first and foremost, Eric Studisville, who used to be the prominent running back coach for the Broncos, had an assistant offensive coordinator role with the Miami Dolphins. They had a really weird dynamic with how they did things a couple years ago, especially under Brian Flores. But Eric Studisville as a potential return option to Denver, I mean, kind of intrigues me a little bit. Is he ready for that type of role? Can he do that? Is he in line for what Sean Payton wants to do? To me, that's a huge question. But I think his background as having really good running backs and having a really good running system kind of plays into what I think what Sean Payton wants for the Broncos offense, a run game that sets up the pass. That is the key right there, Cody. That's the that's the absolute key, because what do we know, uh, given what we don't know? We don't know who's going to be QB coach. We don't know who's going to be offensive coordinator. We don't know any of that. What we do know is that Sean Payton is more than likely going to be the one in charge of the passing game, right? We, we feel like he's coming in to bring his prowess, his expertise, his wealth of knowledge and experience doing that exactly, bringing his passing game experience. And I got to give a shout out to a good friend on Twitter. You know who you are if you're listening to this, who brought this idea to my attention. But exactly what you said, an offensive coordinator with experience and expertise in the running game coming in to pair up with Sean Payton, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? When he's the one in charge of the passing game, you bring in an offensive coordinator who's maybe more of your your run game coordinator because we know that Sean Payton is going to be the play caller Cody so this is a similar situation to last year where Nathaniel Hackett came in as the play caller Justin Outen came in as you know he, he's going to be collaborating and for a while there we didn't really know what Justin Outen did although maybe he should have been doing more the whole time but with with a guy like Eric Studisville that would be a reunion of of epic proportions, right? I remember when he was the interim head coach oh, of the Denver man. Broncos back in the day for the first edition of Tebow time. Remember that when Josh McDaniels got fired and the Houston Texans game where Tebow came in? And I, I mean, the, there was just it was those were simpler times, weren't they, Cody? That, we what we know now, you know, uh, it, it's so much fun. But Eric Studisville, obviously, like you said, very well respected, very highly regarded in the NFL, actually 
got a an interview this cycle for an offensive coordinator position, I believe, with the Washington Commanders. So it's not like he's without merit, Cody. I think that a lot of people might look at that as slightly underwhelming because I think everybody's looking for this shocking name, you know, like a Rex Ryan type of thing. <laughs> and that's not necessarily going to be the best case scenario. But for the Denver Broncos, somebody with a run game expertise does make a lot of sense, which is why you might see them consider not just Eric Studisville, but how about another former, uh, you know, Denver Broncos running back himself, right? Anthony Lynn, who served as the associate head coach or, or you know, some type of high title like that, as well as running backs coach in San Francisco this past year. Obviously, he knows the AFC West very well. He was on Dan Campbell's staff, right, with Detroit for a bit there. So interesting to to look at these different connections out there with potential uh, guys with running game experience or running backs themselves to come into Denver and be that OC. Well, there's another guy on the list, too, and Curtis Modkins, who just a couple years ago was the running back coach for the Broncos, had a prominent hand in Javante Williams, identifying him as one of those needs. And I always felt like Modkins always got the best out of the Broncos running back group. And I, I know when he was a member of the Broncos on the coaching staff, there were times where he did have some offensive coordinator interviews, interest from other teams, interest from some college programs. And he most recently spent this past year with the Minnesota Vikings alongside our former friend, Chris Cooper, who is a Broncos. I would, you, can we say great? Like, I feel like he was just a, a consistent, a consistently good offensive lineman for Denver in the outside zone scheme that, you know, the Broncos tried to run last year, which they parted ways with. I'm not sure why they did that. But Curtis Motkin's also a potential name to consider as well. And I, I think the more we talk about it here, the more I look at it is it doesn't make sense for Denver to bring in a guy who is a quarterback centric offensive coordinator because you have the quarterback guy here in Sean Payton as you mentioned it's going to control the passing game elements there but you need someone that can help build the foundation around the pass game to me that is going to be very interesting and that also leads to a guy who does have a kind of what I was you know just explaining kind of the opposite of that Joe Brady who was the quarterback coach for the Buffalo Bills this past season with Josh Allen and I think you have to ask a question here. Is that the path you necessarily want to take? I know he was in line for some other jobs, but I also want to throw out, he's probably the only guy on this list that we have compiled here as potential OCs that does fit that bill. Whereas David Shaw, I mean, you look at him in college at Stanford, his teams were very damn good at running the ball. That's right. And I think David Shaw is one of those interesting names to keep an eye on too, Cody. I think that maybe for offensive coordinator, I'm not 100% sure, but that seems to be the most logical fit at this point. Or maybe he would be the run game coordinator and like associate head coach or something like that. So there's different ways that you can figure out how to place these candidates. But if David Shaw, we know Sean Payton thinks very, very highly of him, recommended him for head coaching gigs a few years back. So he thinks Thinks very highly of him. Joe Brady, as you mentioned, he's the Buffalo Bills quarterbacks coach. Absolutely. But back in you know the day, he also worked for Sean Payton in the New Orleans Saints before he took his gig with the LSU Tigers, before he got the gig with the Carolina Panthers and so forth. So he's still one of those hot names, kind of like uh, – 
I don't know exactly who, maybe like a Kellen Moore from a couple of years ago where he was white hot as a coordinator. And you're thinking, man, he's going to get a head coaching gig any day. And then all of a sudden that just kind of fizzled out a little bit. So for Joe Brady, maybe working for Sean Payton again, that's, that's the other thing to, that's the other aspect that I think we have to consider here, right? Is that these coordinators, it's not like they're all just necessarily flocking to Sean Payton. I mean, we saw Vic Fangio maybe change course after he, potentially it said yeah i'll go with you to your head coaching spot and then it was denver and it's like well i mean maybe not you know <laughs> i'll consider it still but but you see these coaches i think they would want to work for sean payton especially on the offensive side because if he can get that broncos team that offense you know revived so to speak those coaches stand to benefit from that in a variety of ways whether it's promotions in the Denver Broncos organization or whether it's opportunities outside of the Denver Broncos organization. So you've got to think as Sean Payton is being selective, these candidates are also kind of holding back from other opportunities potentially to see if they get the job in Denver. It's going to be a very interesting path to follow here as Sean Payton looks to assemble his next coaching staff. Particularly, the hope is that they have it all in place before NFL free agency hits, which is coming up on the new league year on March 15th, 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. For those of you who are interested, that's when free agency officially kicks off. There are a lot of things that will happen between now and then, and hopefully Denver has their offensive coordinator in place. They also have their defensive coordinator in place. I know that's something we'll dive into on a future episode here, Locked On Broncos. But what are some of the non-negotiable traits that we want to see from the next Broncos offensive coordinator under Sean Payton. You're going to get that on today's episode, Locked On Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by FanDuel, and the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained in a game. Not to mention Nikola Jokic for a triple-double is always a good play and plus money. You might want to take advantage of that if you are a Nuggets fan that's listening to this broadcast. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, so don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. When it comes to the next Broncos offensive coordinator, what are some of the non-negotiable must-have traits that we would like to see from the next OC? In Broncos country, we are always eager for the traits that you want to see in the next Broncos OC. So make sure if you're watching on YouTube, comment on the video, interact with other members in Broncos country, or if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, tweet us on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bedinger, at Locked on Broncos. We appreciate you always for making us your first listen of the day every single day. Continuing on with this, I mean, I think that we're kind of wrapping our heads around the idea that the Broncos OC job will probably be predicated on someone who has a very good background in the run game, designing around the run game. And I think that all fits into the offensive line coach. Like every assistant coach kind of has to fit the mold of what the offensive coordinator is really good at and what the head coach, ultimately a play calling head coach, is really good at. So that is the hard part about assembling a coaching staff. You can go out there and you get a bunch of names, but if the pieces don't fit, Sarah, you're going to run into some issues. So 
When it comes to non-negotiable traits, things that we'd like to see in the next OC, what are some of the things you have your eyes on? Well, we talked about the fact that the run game expertise is very important, and I think that is very important. But I also think the dynamic between your head coach, Russell Wilson, offensive coordinator, that has got to be rather cohesive. And I'm not saying that Russell Wilson should be sitting in on these Zoom interviews or whether they're in-person interviews or what have you. But I think that you want somebody that could potentially be like a buffer between Russ, between Sean Payton, somebody that can, not necessarily a mediator, so to speak, but somebody that can help this thing work together, right? And I don't, I don't exactly know what that looks like. I don't even know if I'm putting the right words to it, but you want somebody in that room that, okay, you know, Russ, he's a big personality, but he's told Sean Payton, I want to be coached hard. So bring in an offensive coordinator that not it's not just like, OK, I'm a I'm the run game coordinator and I'm, I'm going to be hands off with Russ. Give them some equity with Russ. They've got to be somebody that he can feel comfortable coming to. And I don't know how you feel about this, Cody, but I like the idea. This is where I kind of veer off that run game coordinator path just a just a little tiny bit. I like the idea of an OC coming in who could feasibly be the developer of your next quarterback or help develop your next quarterback if things don't work out with Russell Wilson. So does that necessarily make the greatest case for an Eric Studisville or an Anthony Lynn? Maybe not, but at the same time, you want somebody that is is good with working with young players in general. You know, you want that 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 culture needs to be established that these young players can thrive in Denver, that it's not just going to be, well, this this whole thing is based on Russell Wilson. So I think cohesiveness with Russ is important, but working with young players, developing young players also very important. Pep Hamilton? I just thought about that. Pep Hamilton. I would love to mm-hmm. see Pep Hamilton. I like it. Pep Hamilton has been monumental. It was instrumental in the, you know, a little bit of the progression of Davis Mills this past season. I know the Texans didn't play the way that they, they wanted to, but Davis Mills was better than I think most anticipated. And a lot of that was due to Pep Hamilton. Justin Herbert loved Pep Hamilton as well. And you could say it was probably more instrumental in his development than a guy like Anthony Lynn was. Pep Hamilton, ah, that might be a little bit of a sneaky name there. I, I like that. I think another trait that I would like to see is somebody who's uh, – you know, quick to adapt to what defenses throw at you, right? And, and look, I think it goes back to this homage. You know, everyone's like, oh, halftime adjustments. Our good friend Peyton Manning put a little bit of an onus on that, saying, hey, there really aren't any adjustments that are being made at halftime. Like, I know, for example, coaches will come in, coordinators will come in and say, hey, when they come out in this, we're just going to do this. This is the call. We're going to audible to this, whatever it may be. But it's like, how can you really adjust when you only have 11 minutes? And within that 11 minutes, you know, you also have to get a snack, use the restroom, you have to come back out to warm up for the second half. To me, I just want to see somebody who sees what a defense is doing to them, says, okay, they're doing this. I'm going to counter with this. And I don't think that we saw too much of that last year from the Broncos. To be honest with you, we haven't really seen much of that from the Broncos since 2015. And even when Peyton wasn't at his best as a quarterback, there were quick adapt, you know, adaptations that they were able to do, whether it be in the run game, whether it be in a quick passing game. And I think that really helped Denver last year, despite the fact that they weren't one of the league's top offenses and that they struggled and that they were down in some games and the defense was playing as dominant as it was. To me, you need someone who can see that, who can diagnose it and then make the quick change. But as we all mentioned, we know that Sean Payton is going to be the play caller on the offensive side of the ball. So for Sean Payton, he needs coaches around him, in particular guys up in the booth to say, hey, coach, 
they're in this front, they're doing this. What do you want to do to counter it? Or you say, hey, here's what we can do to counter it, right? You have the arsenal at your disposal. Find a way to use it. And I would be very intrigued to see if they decide to do that. And I'll even go a step further. I like one of the notes that you mentioned here that the play caller, the offense coordinator you bring in needs to have the levity to become a potential associate head coach. Let's say in the event Sean Payton were to ever have to miss a game for any reason, whatever it may be, you have a guy that you trust and you have a guy that Sean Payton trusts that can run the entire operation for you. And I, I think that's something that, yeah, maybe Sean Payton probably is considering himself just in case. You never know in the National Football League. But one thing is for certain, Sarah, the Broncos at some point will have to hire an offensive coordinator under Sean Payton, who is the known play caller at this point in time. Someone that will design an offense that will help sustain it around Russell Wilson, the pieces that they have all around them. The offense has to be better in 2023. And Sean Payton, this is an important hire for him. Outside all line coaches, we talked about offensive coordinator hire is probably going to be one of the most important hires that he'll make at the start of his tenure as the Broncos head coach. Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the show. If you like this episode, please do us a favor, comment on the YouTube video down below. If you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, it would mean the absolute world to Sarah and I. If you could go to Apple Podcasts, and if you love the show, if you can leave us a five-star review and tell us why you tune in every single day, all year long. With that said, tomorrow's episode of the show, Sarah and I, we're going to dive into potential defensive coordinator candidates for the Broncos, including Sexy Rex. Yes, we all know the reports of Rex Ryan. We'll dive a little bit deeper into that and some other names on tomorrow's episode, Locked on Broncos.